Awareness sucks until it doesn't. I should know. I have been a practicing licensed clinical social worker in New York for more than 30 years. We have been given enough awareness on how to expand to satisfy the two universal desires, being happy and being loved. Now what? Now it is time to live it. This podcast focuses on transcending awareness into practice. Hello, this is Yolanda Kumidu. Welcome to my podcast. guests, you can be my guest, who ask questions on themes on how to transcend awareness into action. So some examples of upcoming themes to whet your appetite are awareness about awareness, awareness about pleasing others, about worry, about night and daydreams, awareness about ignorance, about emotional boundaries, self-confidence, Age. But today we will start the first podcast understanding why I came up with this name, Awareness Sucks. Why does awareness suck? Well, we have access to information like never before. We read informative books and myriad of blogs. We listen to excellent psychological and self-help podcasts by brilliant people. We went through psychoanalysis, some of us, and understood ourselves in a much deeper level. We went to therapy. We are still in therapy, which is helping us realize the root causes of our problems and the reasons for our pain. Furthermore, Psychotherapy raised our self-consciousness and made us more attentive to our behavior. We attend seminars which heightened our alertness and perception. We meditate and are more mindful. We went through tough times in life and gained experience from there. Our various relationships increased our apprehension and cognizance. Social media at our fingertips about anything. We now have more clarity, more awareness, like never before. Now what? Awareness by itself does not do life or enable expansion. It actually can increase pain. Anger, for example. When we become aware of something we could have done different in the past, we get angry at ourselves. We should have known better. Awareness decreases patience and brings disappointment Becoming aware of how you need to improve the world 
what causes us emotional, psychological, or spiritual pain can raise our impatience because, you see, awareness leads to immediate desire to change, to eliminate uncomfortable, at times painful, feelings. But of course, we cannot accomplish what we desire at the time frame and way we desire it. And this brings disappointment. Awareness rarely moves in the same pace as expansion or our readiness to expand. It brings self-criticism, inner criticism, putting ourselves down is experienced when we are fully aware of an existing unpleasant situation and yet we sit observing ourselves, repeating the same old pattern. We are actually going through something that we said we're going to stop. We can't stop it. Awareness can cause confusion, especially to those of us with very logical minds and very strong pusher energy, accomplishing energy, because... We're particularly confused when there's no change, despite being fully aware we know what needs to change. Our mind is clear, and we see it so clearly, and yet it doesn't. We want to move on already, and we still don't. Awareness also can bring pride a pride of know-it-all. So since we become aware, we have knowledge, and we know we are so eager to dispense our awareness to others, even if we are no way close or ready to walk the walk. One last thing I want to say about awareness is that it can be exhausting. Did you ever notice you become aware and more aware and more aware. And then when it doesn't transcend into action, it can exhaust you. How come? What are the obstacles in our life that get in the way that once we become aware, we know, we understand clearly, it doesn't move into transcending it to practice, putting it into action. In my many, many, many years of working as a therapist, of seeing thousands of people struggle with this, I realized there are two major obstacles. The first... Believe it or not, are you ready for this? Is our personality. No matter what our personality is, meaning no matter what the dominant part of our personality is, if we are a responsible person, if we are a pleaser, if we are a, a person that 
wants to accomplish more and more. It doesn't matter what your personality is. It gets in your way from transcending what you realize you want to change, you want to expand in your personality to actually putting it into practice. How? How does our personality get in the way? You see, the way that our personality forms and develops, develops incredible deep roots like the redwoods, roots like the redwoods, how the, uh, the personality develops? Well, one of the many, many, of course, theories, the theory that I found most helpful is the theory developed by Drs. Hall and Citrus-Stone called The Psychology of the Selves. So according to this theory, we come in the world with many, many different possibilities of being. Um, and then we enter a family. <laughs> so according to our family, according to the culture, to the era, to the school, to the religion, to people close to us that influence us, whatever they reward and they give attention and whatever we do that we get more love and admiration, we develop. And whatever it doesn't and gets uh, punished, it goes under. So if I get rewarded of being responsible as a child and I get attention and praise, I become more and more responsible. This pattern of being responsible starts to grow incredible roots and I start thinking that this is who I am. I am a responsible person, and this is how everybody else sees me and describes me. So when one person, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep using the example of being responsible. Once we develop a part that is so dominant and is responsible, the opposite, which is irresponsible, didn't serve us. So it goes under, it becomes subconscious, unconscious. We don't use that pattern. We Very rarely you will catch us being irresponsible. And yet, are you ready for this? We become magnets to irresponsible people. We marry them, we give birth to them, we work for them, they work for us. Because the universe needs to be balanced. So if we walk around being totally responsible, irresponsible people come in relationship to, for some balance. The point, though, that I, uh, I'm going back to is why our personality is an obstacle to awareness. So... If I'm responsible, I'm becoming aware, I'm surrounded by irresponsible people, which, of course, I blame all the time. If I don't do it, nobody else will do it. And I end up exhausted. So I go to therapy. And in therapy, of course, the goal is, I don't want to be so responsible anymore. I'm exhausted. And a good therapist will make me aware that 
being responsible and doing everything for everybody, I'm enabling them not to do anything. So I'm becoming aware of how I'm responsible, how I am inviting and surrounded by irresponsible people. Great. Now what? <laughs> Try to change it. <laughs> I dare you. Try to become irresponsible. What happens? Sometimes, actually, when you had maybe a few more to drink, maybe uh, you were too tired, you acted irresponsible. What happened? You feel guilty. You feel embarrassed. <laughs> you have an inner voice that puts you down, that you did something wrong. You see, you broke the rule of the responsible in you. The number one rule, whatever comes your way, do it right now. Act responsibly. When you act irresponsibly, you broke your own rule. So the police of that rule comes to get you and gives you guilt. You feel bad that you acted irresponsible. So the rules of who you are keep you in the same place all the time. And once you, even if you want not to be like this anymore, is, and, and what I'm talking about is not just theory, is experience, is energy, is a vibration in your body. It resists acting irresponsible. It goes so deep. The feeling of guilt and the feeling that you're doing something wrong is so strong. Be being responsible becomes your definition of how it is to succeed in life. You know why? Because you did succeed in life by being responsible. But it's unbalanced. And you yourself sabotage any chance of expansion to act differently. So you end up tired all the time. You end up surrounded by irresponsible people. That's how personality gets in the way of awareness. The force, the powerful force that who you think you are has on you and feeling good in it and self-righteous in it is the first obstacle in expanding into something different. So if you are responsible and you want to feel more relaxed, you need to be a bit more calm. You need actually to act a bit irresponsible, you see. So personality with the deep roots, the dominant parts of our personality is the number one obstacle in expansion expanding awareness and transcending it into different action. The second obstacle is timing. What does that mean? 
I don't know. <laughs> you think because I'm giving this uh, <laughs> podcast, I know everything. I don't. <laughs> Timing has its own mind, focus, and pace. If we are not able to transcend our awareness into action at the moment we want, sometimes it is because it was the right time for something else in us to be worked on. Yes, inner shifts and inner expansions can go on without aware, without our awareness. We might be focusing on one concern while it was the right timing for a different problem or, or habit to be resolved that we were not even aware of. So timing, I don't know who it depends on. I just know. I've worked with people over years for so long, and they put effort, and they put so much energy and focus in therapy to change different patterns. And then <laughs> you will think it's overnight. It shifts. It changes. It just changes. Why? Because the timing for that individual was right. Each of us carry our own unique individual timing for shifting, for expanding. And we don't know what it is. Our therapists don't know what it is. It's a mystery. But that is the second obstacle. Why awareness sucks. Why we become aware, knowledgeable, ready for something to change, and it doesn't. We watch ourselves repeating the same patterns. Awareness sucks because it does not transcend into practice when we want to. And the major obstacles is the dominant parts of this personality of ours that are so deep that we think this is who we are, so we don't want to change. We want, even if when we want to change, it's so difficult to change because they have been strong memories of the, of the patterns repeating. These patterns repeat themselves and create an incredible memory. And timing. Each individual needs their own, to wait until their own timing. You see, all I'm able to realize out of intense observation of and work in shifts in personality patterns is that there's no doubt that each individual has their own timing for major shifts. And nobody can predict the timing for such shifts. All I learned over the years is to trust that shifts eventually do come. I just have no clue as to when. This year, next month, or in my next lifetime. (laughs) 
I want to read one of my poems from my book, Merciless Path, that corresponds exactly why awareness sucks. It is called No Choice. When I was blind, I had no choice. Now that I see, I have less. I even see that which I do not want to look at. So today I presented on a specific topic starting this podcast, Why Awareness Sucks and What Are the Obstacles Transcending Awareness into Practice. My podcast will usually involve inviting guests, curious guests, that want to bring specific themes that are current in their lives, that they want to know more um, about how to transcend awareness they have about a certain theme into action. I'm inviting you to bring themes, to be my guest, and you can email me your questions or your request to be my guest on the email awarenesssuckspodcast at gmail.com. I'm going to hold it here. Until next time, yahara. That's what it means. Hala.